Yeah, for me, I mean, you know, what you're doing, Andrew, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's not something I've seen yet. Um, the amount of positivity that you are always spreading, um, I think that is the difference maker between any, anything else out there. Hey everybody, welcome to DMV On Demand, the podcast, the best of what's around. Just a few items to touch base on before we dig into our interview. First, we are now live on all major platforms for podcasts. You can always find our episodes by going to dmbondemand.com slash podcast, but now you can use whatever app you use to listen to podcasts to find us. Apple, Google, Stitcher, the whole nine yards. Just give us a search for DMB On Demand and it will pop right up. While you're in that platform, please take a few seconds to leave us a rating and review. They help with our visibility and our overall brand image. So those few seconds really do add up and mean quite a bit to us. We've almost finished converting the store, the DMB On Demand shop, over to Etsy for the sales platform. This allows us to have lower rates for shipping it allows us to do giveaways and special promotions, but most of all, it allows us to drop our pricing for you. We've already went through the whole store and dropped our pricing once, and when we get done switching over to Etsy, we're going to be doing one more price overhaul. So keep an eye on that. If there's any more updates, we'll definitely let you know in our next episode. With that being said, let's jump right into it and get to our interview. So today our guest is Bridget Hale. I've known Bridget for a while now through our DMB On Demand Twitter account and talk with her occasionally about things related to the brand. And one of the things I do, a side project, I guess you could say, is that I pick friends from my followers on Twitter and I go through and I design banners and profile pics. Uh, something that represents them but has that wow factor. And I did that for Bridget uh, about a week ago, maybe going on two. And it was the first time that somebody had told me what they wanted represented and it was something near and dear to their heart. It wasn't just a favorite lyric or favorite song. There was a story behind that. And you're probably gonna hear that story today, but it was a pleasure making that for her. And as I was doing that and thinking of her story, I kept just over and over in my head, like this this has to come on the podcast. It just, it has to. It's, it's exactly the type of thing that we're trying to illuminate here. Um, so with that being said, I'm just gonna jump right into it and we'll get right into the interview. Uh, Bridget, thanks for coming on today. Um, I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit and talk with us. We're just going to go over the basics first, if you don't mind. So if you can uh, give us your name and location and maybe what you do for a living. Absolutely. Hey, friends. Um, Andrew, thank you for having me on. Uh, really excited and uh, had plenty of time to <laughs> uh, fill in a podcast. So, um, yeah, my name is Bridget and I am uh, living in South Florida in Wellington and I am a server and a bartender uh, full time, and I've got three kids. And um, man, I just right now, you know, I, I say I am all these things, but right now I'm just taking everything one day at a time with my family and uh, praying for everyone, the world, uh, our friends, our family, um, people on the front lines fighting to make everything better. And um, that's, I mean, that's that's all I can do. Yeah, folks, speaking of prayer, I just wanted to take a second and say, you know, people say the, the quote unquote thoughts and prayers quite a bit. And usually it's just something they type out and they never follow through with it. Please do me a favor. Please actually put some action behind the thoughts and prayers uh, line and pray for not just all of the frontline workers, say health care and law enforcement, but also for the people who used to be ignored, but now we found out they're 
pretty important to our society, mm-hmm. such as grocery workers would be the first one on the top of my head. Um, anybody that's still doing food, the food and beverage industry, these are the people that were overlooked for quite some time, and, and now we they need us to protect and help them. That's our goal right now, is to support them. So say thoughts and prayers, but then put some action and hold them in your thoughts or prayers, uh, please. During this time, we actually need all of it we can get. So um, Bridget, I know you touched a little bit about your family, your kids, and profession so I doubt there's too much extra time in your schedule but when there is what do you like to do outside of work and um, just you know to relax your hobbies anything like that yeah I mean um, top of the list is music uh, you know my kids are very young but um, my you know my middle son's name is uh, Hendrix and uh, we uh, we my kids know exactly who Led Zeppelin is also the name of our cat uh, They've been raised on Dave. They've been raised on Woodstock. They've been raised to dance and sing together. And um, that's 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 the most important thing in our house. My husband plays guitar. We play around on the keyboard. And, um, you know, I think that I stand really firmly on believing that music just across the board just ties people together. And it's it bonds them, really. So, um that's always going on. We like to cook out. We like to um, fish. And I mean, you know, we're pretty simple people. But, um, you know, my husband and I make sure to hit a Dave show every year. And um, other than that, you know, we just we're grateful for what we have. Perfect. Yeah, you're you're doing a service to your kids. You know, I know this firsthand because growing up, um, my mom was really big into Neil Diamond and nice. Elton John, and my yeah. dad was really big into Led Zeppelin and the Doors. And when I was a kid, obviously I couldn't appreciate the music my parents were listening to, but as I got older, I realized just how much what they played around me as a kid influenced my taste in music as an adult. So. Uh, sharing your music with your kids is a really, really good thing. And and uh, I've talked to plenty of people now who have kids rate, born and raised on DMB. And I know some young people like Jesse from our first episode, who right. is one of those younger people raised on DMB. And they're just, they're phenomenal people. They, they have yeah. a heart they wear on their sleeve. They're phenomenal. I tell you what, Dave Matthews raises old souls is what, is what, that band does so yeah hey jesse he's a good guy for sure yeah it, uh that's actually i did a twitter profile for him too and on his banner it literally says good friend old soul i know i've seen it it's perfect <laughs> yeah good at what you do so we're going to start with a tough question this isn't tough as in it scratches the surface and tries to dig it's tough as in nobody can seem to land on the answer um, there's always more than one or they just can't pick but we're gonna put you to the test and ask it anyway so we're gonna start off with the obvious question what's your favorite DMB song and why is that your favorite song man you already said how difficult or impossible this is you know um, that question that seems to be the question that always gets asked between uh, Dave Matthews fans forums and and um, to be honest I think that picking a favorite song is about as easy as picking a favorite kid or mm-hmm. favorite memory or moment in life it's you know they all have a special place in my heart because of different reasons and some of them are for happy reasons some of them are for tragic reasons and um, you know I just I think if it came down to it and I could only hear one song for the rest of my life I think at 33 and having become a mother and really changing who I've become, you know, it would come down to number 41. And I think that the simple answer to that is I can, no matter what's going on in my world or if I'm sad or if I'm stressed, I mean, that song, it's like seeing an old comforting friend, like walk into your house. It's... It, it gives me goosebumps thinking about just the feeling that I get when I hear 41 and it just the comfort it brings so um you know that's about a million way tie between all of their other hits but um 
but yeah, that's that's the one for me. Yeah, number 41 might be in the top three for me of, of best songs ever written. And you know, each song that you listen to, DMB or otherwise, it, it aims to do something. Some, some songs aim to put a smile on your face. Um, other songs aim to give you comfort when you're down. But number 41, what it does for me, speaking on how much of a comfort it is, it it brings me in close to its chest and puts my head on its heart and allows me to slow down for a second and really get in touch with my heart is, is what it does for me. And there's a lyric in 41 that is my favorite lyric of all time. It's only four words. It's very simple and it just, it underlines the importance of needing to help your brothers and sisters around you. The lyric is, I will bring water. It's so simple, but it, it's such a heartfelt, soulful lyric of helping the person next to you that it quickly became my favorite lyric of all time. So that's an absolute great choice for a song, and I think you're right on the nose with, with what it intends to do. Um, yeah, that's so, beautiful. That yeah. Make sure you splice in your answer as my answer. Let's do that. Okay? <laughs> that was really I'll, good. I'll, I'll probably leave them both in. But, <laughs> okay. um, so, we've got the favorite song out of the way. I'm not sure if it'll be the same song or a different one, but you have a, a lyric like the one I just shared with you that stands above the rest. And if you do have a favorite lyric that you apply to your life, uh, why is that one your favorite? Yeah, um, I mean, on a, um, gosh, I, it's just, there's a million verses running through my head right now, but the one that, you know, just always sticks with me is, um, you know, on a sadder note is one that's tied to my little brother who I lost, and um, that'd be from the stone and um, it's the lyrics that I have uh, carved into the tree that his truck hit when he passed away. And um, it's just, you know, uh, sorry, it's, um, it's just, it's so heavy. It's so heavy, um, just like I think the song is meant to be. And um, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard, you know, I, I, I play Dave every day and um, I, I always think of my brother every time I play it and you know sometimes it's happy and it's like I'll have a drink and I'll put out a beer for him and I'll remember us you know having a drink on the patio and I'll you know, play happy songs and then when I hear the stone it's just like that's my song for grieving him um, and you know it's just I have a I was wondering if you'd come along to hold up my head when my head won't hold on. I'll do the same if the same is what you'd want. And um, I, I carve that into the tree he hit. Um, and I go there every few months and just etch it in again and, um, you know, leave him a, a Dave Cousy here and there or um, a Miller Lite picture of us and uh, I just think about it I think about him all the time he is my only sibling um and uh we just we we're, we're bonded we're bonded for many reasons but um Dave Matthews when I play Dave Matthews band in my house it's like having my brother in my house again so it's, it's nice well, that's fantastic think we're going to touch on that story a little bit more uh, later in the interview and uh, that's that's I just it's amazing what the what the music can do to tie people together and it transcends location it transcends age race gender and it even transcends life and death and uh, I don't know of anything that's more powerful than that absolutely so Everybody has a moment when they went from casually listening to DMB to being hooked. And for example, mine was when I was listening to Warehouse and it was the first time 
that I didn't need to look up lyrics. I could actually understand <laughs> it. Like, and, and once I was able to de- decipher that one song, now I could understand everything Dave Matthews sang. And it, it blew me away. And that's the song that made me into um, a, I don't know what you would call it, a mega fan. I don't know. Um, but w- whatever that title is, that's that's what happened. So with you, was there a specific song you heard, whether it be live or on a CD, that really took your breath away and it went from, all right, these guys are okay, to, oh man, I'm in? Yeah, I mean, as, as far as my fandom goes, um, it was kind of a slow burn. You know, when I was really young, um, I had a really cool older cousin who always babysat me and um you know she just she'd come over and we'd watch mtv videos and atlantis morissette and red hot chili peppers and i remember you know she'd always bring her cds and i picked up this really cool looking one because it had you know pretty colors on it and and she was listening to it and i was just like oh i like them and she's like oh this is dave matthews band and she's like they'll change your life and i i I still remember that because they did and it was uh remember two things and um man i mean that it was the first time i ever heard music like that you know my parents did a really good job of always having uh guess who on in the house and and um you know all the all the classic rockers and there's always Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin, but this was something new. This was something that I didn't know them, but it was going to be mine. And, and, you know, I was seven years older than my brother, so I got to be the person to show show somebody I loved and cared about this music. And um, I just, uh, any anybody who listens to Dave, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy. It's like, I, I don't know you, Andrew. I've never met you, but I feel like I know you. I feel like I know Jesse. I feel like I know Leia. And it's just we're we're this we're this you know we're connected and bonded by this love of this this um it's like art for the soul and and we hear it through our ears, but we feel it in our in our minds and body and souls. And it's just it's 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 spiritual, really. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. So it was actually a really good segue into our next question, talking about the, the people that you maybe haven't met, but you know them and you know you, you have feelings for them. Um, the DMB family, to me, it, there's layers of it. There's you know the, the fandom, which has just countless fans. And then you have um, your hardcore fans who can tell you, you know, what song was played in the opener in spring of 2001. (laughs) And then you have this other subset that is literally a family. And um, at least for me, you can narrow it down even more where you have this core group of people you interact with frequently and they're as close as family. And for me, you know, the yourself and then the names you've mentioned and uh, Haley and Angela and Leia, that that's them. And so right. what, I, what I'd like to do is kind of ask you about what, how did you first come into the DMB family, so to speak? Um, and what does that, what do those bonds mean to you? Yeah, I mean, um, as far as initiation goes, I think uh, everyone's pretty laid back. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's great when people can memorize every set list I think that's super cool um I can sometimes not remember my own birthday so that's not the kind of fan I am um but you know I just I remember more than anything how I how I feel you know when I go to those shows how a sense of community is just it's like you you just plug into it and I kind of got that feeling too when started slowly finding you guys online and connecting to you all and you know I've never been a huge social media person um but I actually didn't even start Twitter until my brother passed away and um he passed away in May of 2015 and we had tickets um him my husband myself 
uh, for the July show in West Palm. And um, I actually set up a Twitter right before the show in hopes to try to, you know, just share Matt's story. Um, you know, of course, made my attempt, uh, you know, shooting my shot with a band to give him a shout out. And, you know, that didn't necessarily happen. But what did happen instead is, you know, I, I, I was able to, like I said, provide a platform to share his story. And I met all these amazing people who I would have otherwise not, you know, and and they they reached out and they shared kind words and and um, it was just like the beginning of you know really realizing that you know we have this just similarity we have this 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 thing that connects us all and whether we'll never meet in person it, it already kind of feels like we have because of that Absolutely. Um, so most podcasts, when they start their episodes, they have a tagline and a brief, you know, synopsis of what their podcast is all about or what their brand is all about. Um, instead of doing that, what we like to do here is we like to ask our guests what DMB on Demand means to them and where they'd like to see it grow into and. Then we play that as the intro to the episode. So we're, we're trying to give uh, our friends a voice inside of this brand. I mean, it's called On Demand. If you're on demand on anything and you're not <laughs> holding information from the people around you, then your name is a lie. So um, what does DMB On Demand mean to you? Um, and it not, doesn't have to specifically be the podcast, can be anything. Um, and, and what would you like to see it become? Yeah, for me, I mean, you know, what you're doing, Andrew, is, I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's it's not something I've seen yet. Um, the amount of positivity that you are always spreading, um, I think that is the difference maker between any anything else out there right now. I think that, you know, a lot of times it's easy maybe for some people to get behind the keyboard and and lash out or you know speak on something that they're not it's only because you know people don't know the other side of the coin or somebody else's perspective and you know tensions run high sometimes on on uh, platforms like twitter and and all that but you know it just with you it just it seems like it's just really everything's purely driven out of love and 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 it just it it really really shows it shows that you know you're not here to talk politics you're not here to nothing's a competition or it's just it's it's a family it's 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 really lovely what you're doing and um for me that's that's as good as it can get for anybody is just to be positive and to share stories and you know there's beauty in our differences and you know there's it's it's just I think um, I think you got something really unique going and um, you know between all your questionnaires I, I love that I love when you you, you just you evoke such great um, responses from everyone around the world when you ask you know specific questions about certain lyric or certain song and um, it's so cool it's so cool to go down the thread and I do that I'll read everybody's because I'm like wow like I never thought of that song that way or you know it's just it, it, it's got a really good thing going so i hope uh, i hope you'll be around for a long time doing this thanks yeah the uh the questions that she's referring to we have what's called the dreaming tree sessions and there's a a graphic and the graphic has the text on it it's made out of wood and um, it kind of asks some questions that go to the core of a person Um, it's not on the surface stuff it's not your favorite song or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but um, it aims to get at the heart of the person who's engaging with it. And it happened once, I, I did it one time, and the responses were so different, but so powerful that I had to capture that somehow. So now, once or twice a week, we put out these Dreaming Decree sessions, and 
I, I never fail to feel really humble when reading these responses and seeing the bravery that people have. I, I know bravery is easy behind a keyboard, but it's still not really easy to open up to strangers, but they do. And um, there's some, some power in that. So, um, all right. If you can pick one DMB song to play for every human being on earth, they had to listen to one song one time, what song would you want them to hear and why you want them to hear that message or that song? Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're playing this game again. I told you this is like making favorite kids. But um, I guess in the name of humanity, and um, I, think, uh, I think that the song that would do the best service for the world and maybe turn around some people and some, you know, negative thoughts and, and let let a lot of the bad stuff fall by the wayside I think that song would be uh, Mercy I think mm-hmm. um, I think that Mercy is one of Dave Matthews band's most beautiful songs and you know I actually have a really um, sweet sentiment about that song because uh, as long as I've been a Dave Matthews fan and as many songs as as I've got to um, hear for the first time and show people and show my brother Matt and and I don't know how this happened um, but I missed Mercy I missed Mercy somehow I, I I don't know how but I did it was one that I, I fell through the cracks for me and do you mean I'm sorry do you mean you missed it like when the CD came out yeah I mean like I, I don't know what was going on in that time of my life and and why I just didn't hear it yeah and I uh I just, I, 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 a few years, I mean, time went by and maybe I had heard it once before. I really have no recollection of it, but, uh, you know, to get back to my story, after my brother passed away, um, he had that song on his phone and um, it would, I played it and I just, this was only maybe not even a week after he passed away and um, you know, we were always sharing music and, um, man, I, I heard that song and it was like, I felt like he gave that to me. Like he, like he left this world, but he was like, hold on, I got something for you before I go. And he was able to do what I had done for him for every other song. And I just, I mean, it, it broke me in the most beautiful way. And it, mm. I fell on my knees and, and the, I mean, and that has, I mean, that's not even to mention the beauty that is the song but to even yeah. be able to have him give that to me was was amazing but i mean the, the the meaning of the song and i think that um i think it's just exactly what this world needs right now and um i think uh, everybody would be a little bit better if they listen to mercy because um, i certainly was and that's now ever since that moment's last five years it's become one of my favorites so well, that's beautiful. I think that is a really good choice. That's one that hasn't been given uh, on the podcast yet. And top to bottom, I'm all in on that. Um, okay, so we're going to go positive here and keep it light for the yeah, next yeah. question. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to make no, everything no, cry no, today. <laughs> no, no, I am not implying anything at all. Um, it's just going to be a, a segue into a different type of question. So what I'd like you to do, I'd like you to think of one of the better moments in your life, because what we're trying to do here is we're trying to show the listener that we have far more in common through this shared soundtrack of Dave Matthews band than we do apart. Um, that's our core message here is to find that commonality and to recognize it, explore it. And in doing so will naturally be better to one another so pick a a highlight moment in your life a really high tide good moment and tell me about either a song that was relevant at that time Dave Matthews song or it gives context to it now when you're looking back on it yeah I mean um, 
I think for me, you know, the becoming a mom was a defining moment of my life and I've done it three times now and every time it's more beautiful and more crazy than the last and um you know I think that um I think it's really it's really special to have like I said all these moments and all these songs that mean different things and um for me um you know going to the beach with our kids is something that my husband and I do pretty frequently and we just like to bring our speaker and let the kids run around and build sand castles and smile at each other and just take in you know these beautiful little slices of life that are just so sweet and good and um when Come Tomorrow came out and Samurai Cop came out um I was like, oh my God, this is the anthem for my babies. This is like, this yeah. is beautiful. This is, this is every, it felt like everything was full circle. I felt like, you know, just, it's, it's crazy. You know, Dave Matthews band, Dave Matthews doesn't know me. That's, you know, it's, but it's like they do. And it's like everything that I hear, I feel it. And it's like, they take the thoughts and the feelings and the memories out of my mind and heart and they they paint it on a canvas and let me look at it and enjoy it and it, they do it in this beautiful light and it's just um you know I I really like I really 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 um like to play Samurai Cop when I'm just enjoying my children um You still there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Um, so typically for our next question, we go to the opposite spectrum. We talk about a time in, in the guest life that was rough uh, to get through and how the the music helped or gives context to that. I, I don't think we're going to do that in this particular situation. Instead, what I'd like to do is I'd like to read something. Um, that has some value for you, Bridget. I know that it, it means a lot to you. So I'm gonna read you something and then I'm gonna ask you to speak uh, more in depth about the story with your brother. Um, and I may have a question or two when you're done. I want you to take your time and, and let it go wherever your heart goes. Um, so I'm gonna start it off by reading something and then you can jump right in. Matthew 28, 20. I'll be with you always, even when the world ends. Uh-oh, did I lose you? You know, I was I was hearing a little bit of static and beeps, so I, I didn't know if you were you were doing something there. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, Matthew uh, 2820, that is, uh, that is what I have uh, tattooed on my arm. That's what I have tattooed on my heart. Um, that was my favorite verse from the Bible. That was my brother's name. Um, and that is our mantra. So um, I'm with you always, um, even until the world ends. Um, that's that's it that's all that's all that um has gotten me through the pain and through the grief and um allowed me to begin to get on the other side of the pain um and that is my faith um you know my brother is always with me and um, my eldest was only four when he passed away. My, my middle child was only five months old. And um, I promise you that they know every bit of Uncle Matt that they would even if he were still here physically. Um, my brother lives on in memories and in smiles and in photos and in songs. And um, I got pregnant um about four months after he passed away which in some retrospect probably saved me because 
um, I started not becoming the person who I should have been or he wanted me to be or I, I was supposed to be. And, um, you know, I, I knew that having that baby, it was, it was um, hope. And um, we had a beautiful little girl and we named her Maddie after her Uncle Matt. He lives on, and 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 all my kids, twinkling eyes and smiles, and he was my husband's best friend, and he was my best friend, and um, like the verse says, he's with me always. So um, that is a uh, as grim as a lot of this conversation has been, and I apologize. It's, no, no, no need. Good. Um, it's honestly, I think it means hope. I think uh, faith is is walking blindly into what you can't see, but you know, based off what you feel, and that to me is is enough. I can trust that. I can trust in God. I can trust in the process. And um, you know, I think one day, um, I think I'll get to see Him again. So until then, I think I gotta be the best version of myself and best wife and best friend and best mom and daughter I can be and and um, I think that's how he'd want it and if I did it any other way then I'd be doing a great disservice to him um, if you had the chance to sit down with your brother now and uh, speak with him what would you tell him Man, I, I'd hug the shit out of him. I, um, man, even just hearing the idea of that just makes me feel so good, you know? Just, man, if you do anything after you listen to this podcast, just walk up to somebody you love and hug them and hold them because, you know, unfortunately, days come and people's time ends and you can't get that time back so um I would just I would put on some Dave Matthews I would crack a beer with him I would smile I would laugh with him we, he was just he was so funny he was so smart um you know he was one of those like Jesse he was seven years old younger than me excuse me and um he was only 21 years old when he passed away but man if that kid didn't live at least like 60 years of life in those 21 years I don't know what um he was just, he was clever, and he was fun, and he was funny, and he was charming and wonderful, and um, I'm better because I got to know him and love him, um, so, you know, I, I say these things, and I know he knows because I tell him these things, I tell him these things when I pray, and, and um, you know, it's just, I know I'm emotional right now, but, you know, the good thing is, is it's not like that every day all the time now you know and um a lot of that rawness is unable to maybe not heal but at least scab over um you know with the other beautiful things in my life that God's given me and and uh, I, I I don't think uh, taking them for granted would bring my brother back or give me any more peace so think that's that's it just tell him I love him because that's that's something that's never said enough to anyone and I we used to tell each other we loved each other every day it was was weird it was weird how we were best friends like I don't know if it was the age difference I don't know if it's because God knew we weren't gonna have the most time together but man I did not have one of those siblings that couldn't stand we fought it was like we were just buddies so I'm really grateful for that Yeah, that Bible verse again um, is Matthew 28, 20, and it reads, I'll be with you always, even when the world ends. And um, I, I just, I don't really have much to add in after that. That was, um, I think the listeners like myself are going to feel what you shared. And um, 
that's the other part of this podcast is to let each other know that even in the dark times you know we have this shared soundtrack and these shared emotions and uh, we're not really alone in that Uh, so thank you for opening up a little bit uh, about your brother um, and what you would tell him if you could sit down with him and in that same line of thought if you were able to sit down in a room with a couple couches with the band and you had a moment or two to to tell them something uh, what would you want the band to know oh my goodness um well i mean first of all if i if i was in a room with dave matthews band i would just shut my mouth and let them do what they do best (laughs) because i'm sure that i could i could really bend their ear on how amazing they are and how much they've changed my life for the better and how they've bonded my brother and I and, and friends and my husband and I mean our wedding song was going to be two-step but we didn't want to bore everyone with an eight-minute dance so you know we <laughs> we it's just Dave Matthews band is their music is stitched into every square pattern every every bit of the quilt that is my life and they are like I said they're they're my 24-7 friend they cry with me when I'm grieving they dance with me when I'm happy they, it's like a cold drink on a beach when I'm stressed it's it's you know it's everything that I need and um I could never get enough I could never ever ever get enough um I don't care when I go to shows and they play the hits that nobody wants to hear or the commercial ones or the deep tracks. I'm grateful for all of it. I really am because once a year going to the show, that's my time. That's my time to, to stand in the sun and dance and, and enjoy my husband. And enjoy, I mean, you know, we've got three kids going to concerts and festivals. is not, it's not a luxury we get to do all the time, but right. we always make sure to, to set time and, and money aside and, and make it happen. And, um, I just, I love them so much. Um, but again, I'm sure they could get that from anyone. I would just shut my mouth and, and, and <laughs> witness the beautiful jam session. As you know, you know, Dave has streamed a couple shows and, I tell you what, it's like having a private concert in my living room. It's amazing. Yeah. I hope he never stops that. I do hope concerts come back again one day. And till that time, if he can tie us over with that or Stefan jumping on, it's just uh, that's definitely scratching a niche right now. So that's really, really uh, something special and nice that they're they're giving us. Yeah, you know that's one of the things about this band that that blows me away. Uh, we were talking in a previous episode about the possibility of the the tour getting postponed or canceled or at least sections of it and how it that would be horrible but with this band if they did have to do that you know damn well that they're going to do something to try to make up for that experience that was lost and and give back to the fans somehow and like you just shared Dave himself and Stefan, they're, they're already doing that. They're trying to connect with us even when they can't connect with us at concerts because of the COVID uh, virus. So it's it's really amazing to see this band uh, and how they continue to give above and beyond what would be expected. And uh, as far as their response goes to sitting down with them, I, I again, it's a, that's brand new. Uh, just to sit and listen, I think that's a beautiful uh, notion, and to soak it in instead of giving it out. Uh, I think that's that would be pretty unique, to say the least. Um, so, the final question I have for you is probably the toughest one uh, to answer, in my opinion, just because it's all over the spectrum. But if you had to pin down the overall message that DMB's music is trying to relay. Uh, what message would that be, and how do you apply that message to your daily life? Yeah, I um, I think it, it all comes down to the same point that is 
life and that is love you know I think that um, I think it's great to have stimulating conversations and and and, and I, I think I, I just I, I think that there's a million billion different ways to live your life and enjoy your life and be successful in many ways but I think that none of those things would mean anything without love I think that um, that is our commonality I think that I think that's you know what you go to these shows and you you know you run into these people and I can't tell you how many times that you know I mean I've handed out a couple beers when I'm at a show or somebody's given me one just last year my husband and I thankfully amphitheater is only about a 15 minute drive still a long ass walk after you're drinking all night but our phones died and we had ubered there so we started walking back home and not a mile into our walk did some random fan come and scoop us up and say where are you going friends let's and got us home i mean i can't tell you one bad experience i've ever had at dave matthews show and i think that um i think at the end of the day it's because we all have our differences but i think people who love dave matthews i think are people who just love in general i think the message is clear and that is to be good to each other and i think um you know like you said in last episode the difference between listening to a song and then hearing it i think if you uh, really hear the message of a band it's to be good to one another and um, to bring water and to uh, spread love and i think that um i think i'm better off because i know dave matthews band and i think um I think everybody else is too. So I think that's the big message. So I get pretty overwhelmed sometimes when I do these interviews and see how in common we are. And every now and then something said that kind of takes, sets me back a little bit and, and takes my breath away. And you said one thing that is going to now be instilled in everything this brand does. You said that I think that fans that love DMB just love. That statement, that meaning is amazing. And um, as a matter of fact, I think we just titled this episode. I think we're going to go with just love. Um, Very cool. That, that was an amazing sentiment. Um, all right. So. Now's your chance to talk about whatever you want. Uh, you can, uh, if you feel like you have any loose ends that need tied up, do that. Uh, if you want to uh, plug anything, an organization, a charity, um, you know, your friends on social media, whatever it is you want to talk about, the floor is yours. Well, thanks, um, thanks, Andrew. Again, I just, you know, I can't thank you enough for giving me an opportunity, and I'm glad that we could finally meet, even if it's uh, via phone and. Um, I think that um, this was this was really special, and I appreciate you letting me share my story and my brother's story. Um, you know, I think, like I said, you're doing amazing things um, with your brand, and um, big shout out to your site. Uh, I was really excited um, to see you launch that, and I hopped right on to uh, to uh, endorse you and do what I could. So I ordered a really cool Jimmy Thing sweatshirt and. Uh, you know, it's it's typically 90 degrees in South Florida, but man, I, I rock that thing. I love it, and um, I hope everybody yeah, checks out your site. And so we got to do right now. We have to support each other any way we can. And you know, like I said, you know, I think you're doing great things. So maybe when I get my stimulus check, I can get a new phone case or get something cool from your site because I think it's really important to have each other's backs, and that's uh, what's going to help us get through. I think. Um, you know, I want to mention, like I said, a few people in our DMV family, just they're always so great. Uh, Leia from DMV Mama, she's, man, we've had like this, this standing date for like three years to like meet up and have a drink at a show in West Palm. And it's just, it's never worked out. So, uh, well, definitely that, that's going to be a really, really, we keep doubling it. We're like every time, every year, it's like we go from a double margarita. Okay, we have like a quadruple. So I'm sure we're going to be having a real good tailgate whenever uh, we get the chance to. 
Um, Jesse's awesome. You know, I think uh, he's always been really positive. That's great. Um, typical DMB, you know, he's been off for a while and on hiatus. I hope he comes back soon. He's a great guy. Um, he hooked me up with some tickets uh, a couple years ago after hearing a story about uh, my brother. So that was really cool. Um, concert vids, always enjoy his videos. Um, but, you know, everybody, I think, you know, everybody's great. Um, and, you know, right now, guys, we just got to be there for each other. Um, I'm A negative, and I know my uh, donating blood's always been the easiest way to give back. I do it as often as I can. Um, I've already done it once since all this COVID started. So if you guys can, get out there, do that. Um, you know, save lives, help people, help each other. Um, no Kid Hungry is also a great uh, foundation to help out. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, I'm a bartender. I'm a server. I do 38 hours in three days so I can be at home with my kids um, during the week. And, uh, you know, we count on everyone to come in. So, you know, if and when this thing gets better, go and support your local spot and and do what you can because, you know, we just, we need it. We need you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's something to hopefully do again if if anything goes back to being remotely normal again one day so um yeah that's it fantastic hey thanks for coming on i really appreciate it um every one of these episodes we do i feel like we get deeper and deeper into the lives of the people that come on and, and this episode is is no different um I want to thank you for having the courage uh, to be vulnerable and opening up um, about your brother and sharing not necessarily what happened, but what he still means to you. Um, that Bible verse of, I'll be with you always, even until the world ends, is uh, you couldn't have picked a better verse for this particular situation. and. I know that that took a lot of courage to share uh, with listeners. So thank you uh, for that. And um, I have a feeling that a few of our listeners have been through some uh, relatable experiences as you have, and, and we'll find some comfort in that. And again, that's the whole point here is to um, see our commonality, good and bad, and to explore that and use it to be better to one another. So thank you for coming on um, and stick around. We're gonna have a brief segue here and then I'm going to share a personal story from my own life that uh, DMV impacted in real time. In the last episode, I touched a bit on my struggles with mental health throughout the years. I also shared what is my favorite song from the entire DMB catalog, number 27, and why it was my favorite. Just a quick recap. Um, for many years, I struggled with undiagnosed bipolar disorder type 2 and severe depression. Before I ever got help, before I even knew I needed help, or before I met my wife, way before all these things, I just needed to learn how to deal with the deep-seated conflict that was my existence. Everything seemed to conflict, and, and this song, Before I Got Help, was my therapist. It was a song that allowed me to realize that other people are just as conflicted and that it's okay as long as they know their way home, as long as they know what road they're on that's leading them to their death, as long as they know that the next stop is home, 
it will be okay. You can hate war and hate peace. You can hate you and hate me. You can hate sound. You can hate silence. And then all those things adds up to something that's just, it's just pure conflict. And that song let me feel like it was maybe not okay, but that somebody else felt the same thing. And I can't tell you the amount of peace and calmness that realizing that had on me. Well, the second part of the song, from how I view it, is that while it's okay to be conflicted, you have to know the road you're on. So years later, I would get diagnosed and I would have the therapy and the medicine needed. And I would also meet my best friend, my soulmate, my one love, Lacey. And I listened to the song after we had met and gotten pretty serious. And I realized that the song had come full circle, that I went through the low part of the song throughout my life and found it relatable. But now I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and feel like that's just as relatable because just like the lyrics, you know, to the arms of a woman, I've been lost to the arms of a woman, I'll always go. And that is my mantra now. No matter what's going on in my life, I know that the path I'm on leads to the arms of a woman. And if that's the path, like the song says, that leads me to my grave, I'm okay with that. I feel like a different person compared to who I was before I was diagnosed and before I found love. And that song has impacted my life since the day I've heard it. And I don't have it all figured out, but I know enough to know that as long as my road keeps me in the arms of my love, that it'll turn out just fine. Don't care about the price that it costs to stay on that road. It's worth every emotional and spiritual penny that I could ever make. All this karmic debt that I'm trying to repay, whatever I get back, goes into making sure that road is healthy and positive and successful. I don't know if the song is going to have a part three for me. Maybe I've been through the whole song already, the conflict and the lows and then the highs, but I know that every time I hear it, I feel a great sense of calm and peace knowing that I'm doing the best that I can right now, that I've sought the help that I need, that I've gotten diagnosed, that I've found true love. And if I nurture all of those things, it can only be for a good result. I can't see anything negative coming from it. So that's sort of the conclusion of why the song number 27 has a near and dear place in my heart and always will. Probably do some more song breaks down, breakdowns like this in the future. Uh, just to reach out and see if there's anybody else that's felt the same way while they listen to the music. So I'm sure that there is, and that's sort of the point of this show, is to share our commonality. So we know that, for example, if somebody's struggling with undiagnosed mental issues, maybe they hear my experience and they listen to the song and the song brings them a similar sense of perspective or peace well if that's the case and we have that in common then we weren't really alone in those dark parts we had somebody there with us spiritually through the music and we weren't really alone and that is the whole point of doing this podcast is to share and for the lack of a better term, expose that commonality and use it to be better to one another. Thanks for stopping in this week. 
I sure had a good time interviewing Bridget, and I hope that everybody stays safe, does well, and comes to this coronavirus better than they went into it. Have a good week, everybody.